This August on Womanica, we're taking a trip through history to discover the stories of muses, women whose lives inspired work that's shaped our culture in small ways and large. Special thanks to this month's sponsor, Mercedes-Benz, whose own famous namesake was inspired by a young muse named Mercedes. Join us all month long for fascinating stories of women who are drivers of creativity, inspiration, and artistic expression. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're talking about muses, women who've captivated artists with their charisma, wit, and talent. Today, we're talking about a woman who inspired the likes of Ludwig van Beethoven and Karl Marx, and published influential writings of her own. Meet Bettina Brentano. Bettina Brentano was born on April 4, 1785, to a noble family in Frankfurt, Germany. For Bettina, writing was in her blood. Her maternal grandmother was Sophie Laroche, the first German woman to publish a novel. Bettina's brother, Clemens Brentano, was a renowned German romantic poet and novelist. Bettina was a restless girl with a powerful imagination. She also had a rebellious streak. As she wrote to her brother, Whatever police the world may prescribe to rule the soul, I refuse to obey them. After her parents died, Bettina went to live with her grandmother, Sophie, in 1797. Sophie held literary salons where Bettina rubbed shoulders with distinguished writers, musicians, and politicians. During the early 19th century, Bettina was part of the Heidelberg Circle, a group of German Romantic writers. During this period, she met poet and novelist Achim von Arnim, who she later married. She also became close with the Brothers Grimm, who took a liking to Bettina and dedicated an edition of their book of fairy tales to her. Bettina famously befriended Beethoven in 1810. She wrote about visiting the composer at his house and creeping up on the nearly deaf man as he sat at his piano. She playfully whispered into his ear, My name is Brentano. Beethoven was instantly drawn to the young woman. The two became companions and often enjoyed walking together. Beethoven even dedicated a song to Bettina. And he wasn't the only composer that Bettina inspired. Robert Schumann and Johannes Brahms also dedicated music to her. But Bettina's most famous relationship was with the great romantic poet Goethe. Even before her birth, Bettina had a strange connection to the poet. Her mother was Goethe's first love when he was a young man. Bettina fell in love with Goethe's writing as a teenager. She especially identified with his character, Mignon, a little Italian dancer kidnapped by circus performers. Bettina soon idolized Goethe. When she began writing passionate letters to him in 1807, Bettina was in her early 20s and Goethe was almost 60. Bettina also became close with Goethe's mother. The older woman entertained Bettina with stories from his boyhood, and Bettina took dutiful notes. Guta later used them to write his autobiography. Bettina wasn't shy in expressing her intimate feelings for the poet. When the two finally met in person, Bettina boldly leapt into Guta's lap, threw her arms around his neck, and fell asleep. Bettina wanted to be Guta's muse. She wrote to him, I have been jealous, and sometimes I have felt myself to be the subject of your poems. 
and why shouldn't I dream myself into happiness? The much older poet was flattered by Bettina's attention, but the two never became lovers despite Bettina's romantic efforts. Their friendship fizzled in 1811 after Bettina publicly insulted Guta's wife. The next two decades of Bettina's life were largely devoted to raising a family with her husband, Archim. They had an unusual marriage and usually lived in separate houses. After Archim died in 1831, Bettina launched her own writing career. In 1835, she published her first and most famous book, Guta's Correspondence with the Child. Bettina presented the book as a realistic account of her years trading letters with the poet and his mother. But Bettina was later criticized when the public realized a great deal of the book was actually fictional. Some accused Bettina of being desperate for fame. Bettina published two more books of correspondence during her career. Her writings revealed her progressive politics and her belief in the existence of female genius, a radical idea at the time. Her critiques of established religion were influential among young political revolutionaries in Germany, including Karl Marx. Bettina published her first political work, This Book Belongs to the King, in 1843. She directly addressed the King of Prussia in her calls for liberal reforms. Bettina got away with these risky critiques of the crown because the king admired her. Later in her career, Bettina devoted herself to a book about the inhumane living conditions of the poor. She abandoned the project after a weaver's revolt. Some suggested it was partially the result of her public investigations. In 1854, Bettina suffered a stroke and never fully recovered. Five years later, she died, surrounded by her children. Since her death, feminist scholars have encouraged the public to celebrate Bettina for her literary talent, not just for the famous men in her life. Bettina's partially fictional account of her relationship with Guta is now praised for defying genre conventions of the time. All month, we're highlighting muses. For more information, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.